lovely, it's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Life Without Lids. We just finished the Soul Frequency experience. Oh my gosh, like I just love all of the women who come into these groups. I just feel like there's such a divine path and such a kinship. And there's such an incredible group of women, so much healing going on, so much releasing of old energy, up-leveling of lives, of understanding our truth, all of that. And one thing that was really present in the group was the concept of lids. And I feel like this is a universal subject as I don't know a human being that's alive that that doesn't have lids or have had lids um, and various forms of lids that keep us from really seeing our truth. The things that, that we do to keep our emotions suppressed, the things we don't want to feel. And I want to share some thoughts on life with lids and paint some pictures of what life might be like if we allow these lids to just kind of fall away. And when I coach clients one-on-one, the beginning of the process is really looking at the lids, right? What are the things we do to not feel our feelings? And what are the things that keep us distracted from the truth? What robs us from really feeling empowered? You know, what is, what is our kryptonite? And when do we turn to that? And beginning to untangle the web that gets formed around our relationship with these lids. So a lid can be almost anything that keeps us from feeling or seeing our truth is really the definition. But there are some that are pretty common um, to a lot of people, things like food, alcohol, sex, shopping, avoidance, uh, distraction, even over-exercising can be a really big lid for people. Um, and people can be a lid, right? Some people in our life that maybe keep us from seeing our truth. That is actually a very big lid. Um, some people label these as addictions, right? There's a lot of addiction words around some of these subjects. But I don't love that word because many people don't resonate with that word. And they feel like, well, I'm not addicted to alcohol because I don't drink that much, right? Like I could stop if I wanted to. And that may be totally true, but chances are if we're using any of these as lids, like even using it at all, right, is is keeping something in check, right? It's helping one to like relax maybe, um, to distract, to um, fit into social situations, right? And social settings. So I agree that many times the word addict may not be fitting because we tend to think of the word addict as someone that is so far down a road that they can't stop, right? Or that this thing is terrorizing their life. Um, 
And lids don't necessarily terrorize our life. Like we live with them quite well. And it's just really realizing the ways that they are impacting our growth, right? And impacting our lives and cutting off our emotions. So it's just important that we acknowledge that they're there and we start to understand how we as individuals are utilizing them. So you can think along the lines of what is it that you turn to when you're feeling sad, I don't know, depressed, like upset, um, angry, right? When life feels hard. Also, what is it that you don't want to admit to yourself? Like oftentimes people will at some level know they've got a lid, but it's like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to admit that to myself. It's hardest to be truthful with ourselves sometimes. So what is that? Like, what is the part of your life that you really don't want to look over there? And then thinking along the lines of like, who in your life doesn't treat you right? If you're really being honest with yourself, and you look across the landscape of most of the people you interact with, whether it's work or personal relationships or family, friends, like who isn't very kind to you? That's also can, can really open the door to understanding like who is a lid in our life. I would define a life without lids as a life of truth and freedom. When we're not trying to cover things up, like there's a lot of freedom in that. When we're not trying to suppress our emotions, there's a lot of freedom in that. And in that freedom, the truth rises, like what your soul self really wants, right? Your soul self isn't worried about change or how difficult that's going to be. Your soul self is just ready to say, here's what the truth is. Like, let's go ahead and live this truth. And all of this is not some point on the map, right? It's not like, oh, we get there and then we're done. But it's an unfolding as we explore, like, who am I really? It's something that we move into, right? Like truth and freedom, we move into it as we courageously look within. And it keeps expanding for the rest of your life. You're going to discover new truths and new ways to free yourself up if you're on this path all the time, right? These things are going to come up. So we can ask ourselves questions like, why is it that I feel like stopping and getting a dessert when I'm not even hungry? That's a great thing to, to contemplate. Like, why do I want to eat when I'm not hungry? Really think about that. Like, what am I, what am I eating for if I'm not actually hungry? Like my body does not need fuel at this time. Or you could ask yourself, why do I pour myself a glass of wine when I know I have to get up early? Like, what is it behind this behavior? Is it just a habit? Is it because my day was stressful? Is it because uh, my partner and I always do this and so I don't want to make my partner feel weird by not doing it? Like, what is the real reason behind that? Or why am I exercising so hard? right? Why is my body always sore or I'm causing my body injury because I'm exercising so hard? What's beneath that? Right? Exercise is super healthy, but when we are over-exercising, there's usually some emotion behind that. 
Or why do I go shopping when I don't have the money to do that? Or I don't really need the clothes or the things or the decor or whatever you're purchasing. Like, what am I looking for in that? What am I trying, what feeling am I trying to gain through shopping? You can also ask yourself, why do I stay connected to a person who treats me so badly? What is the fear behind that? If it's a work relationship, is the fear that, oh my gosh, I won't have money if I actually try to change jobs. If it's a personal relationship, is it, is it that we share a family together? Is it that um, I can't make it on my own? Like, why do we stay around somebody's energy that doesn't feel good to us or someone that speaks mean words to us? Like this is where the beginning of transformation starts is really contemplating like the deeper why to all of these questions. It's so valuable. And this is stuff you can do by yourself. You can really start looking at like, why do I do what I do? That is the inquiry of a spiritual awakening of transformation. Not just looking at the surface, but like asking ourselves the question about why we take certain actions we take or why we're not taking certain actions. And sometimes like the answers seem elusive, like they don't really make sense or we don't feel like we have a concrete answer. Um, many times like in this inquiry, we get to a point where we need support or guidance, like what's happening here? And like, you know, stuff might be rising to the surface. And, you know, I see a lot of this in my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. It's like, wait, is this really real? Like, am I feeling this? You know, and with my intuitive insights, it's really helpful to go, okay, what is really going on here? And what is rising to the surface? And why is it rising to the surface right now? Like, what is the message that you're supposed to be receiving from this information? And how can you use it to help your life? Because your soul knows right? It's just the veil of all the lids and the other stuff that keeps us from really being powerfully connected to our intuition and following it. So like when I talk to somebody for the first time, like let's say we're having the first coaching session, they're going to come to the session and immediately think of some scenario that's going on in their life and they're going to want to talk about it. And that's always the starting point because that is your soul saying, this is the first layer, right? This is what is rising to the surface that wants your attention. And when that's happening, there's no reason to go 10 layers deep at that point. That would only be traumatic, right? Because those 10 layers deep have not risen to the surface yet. So even though I can dimensionally see that, it's always the first layer that presents itself, right? So it's a really natural process. It's already presenting in your life. You already have questions about it or are looking over there or wondering about it or wanting some piece of transformation about that, or it's ready to be released. And this is what creates a really loving soul guided process to uncover the truth. It's just looking at, okay, what's rising to the surface? And then let's have a shift on that. And then the next week, there'll be something else rising to the surface. And then we shift that. So your soul is always guiding the process. And I wanted to share an excerpt, kind of a little bit about lids, um, from my book, The Soul Frequency. And you can replace the word food 
with any lid that applies to you. In the book, I talk a lot about the journey with food. It was my own personal journey. Um, I think a lot of us have some sort of lid around food. I think it's part of our culture, our collective culture, especially in the United States, if you live here. Um, but I think probably a lot of places, right? Even not just the United States. And so we'll read a little bit of this and then I'll talk a bit about it. So there's a, on page 61 of the book, it is a section called when food is love. So it says food is not love, but it sure can feel like it. From the time we're very young, the cocoa puffs, potato chips, and cookies we develop intimate relationships with are closely associated with the emotion of love. We might have great memories of our favorite holiday meals made with love by family members, or our grandma's apple pie, or our aunt's scalloped potatoes. We might have been given ice cream to soothe a skinned knee, or to reward an A on a report card. Or you might remember getting special sweets at Disneyland or looking forward to that bucket of buttery popcorn at the movies. Regardless of the context, our early memories around food often feel warm, loving, and soothing. Once this first connection is made in the brain between a food or any substance and the experience of love, pleasure, or the temporary relief of sadness or pain, a pattern is established. An emotion is felt when a particular food is eaten. And if this association continues, the desire to experience that emotion again will directly trigger a desire for that food. When bad stuff happens, we unconsciously make a beeline for these foods to soothe the pain and provide comfort. In doing this, we make a misguided attempt at regaining happiness. Some people eat when they're hungry and stop when they're satiated, but many don't. The difference is in the way that we relate to food and why we are turning to food in the first place. There are two primary reasons for overeating. We either want to avoid a person, a feeling, a memory, or experience in our lives, or we are missing a person, a feeling, a memory, or experience. Often we have to dig deep within our hearts to uncover what is missing or what we're trying to avoid. Anytime we keep eating to the point that we are no longer listening to our body, it's a very good indicator that there is some emotional trigger or negative mindset that is stuck as energy in our bodies and needs to be released. So, the book goes on to talk a lot about releasing these lids, right? That's a little bit about how the connection gets made. And it's often in childhood with food. Um, it's a little bit older for things like alcohol and shopping. Um, but the journey to living without lids has so many benefits, right? Not just truth and freedom and not that living without lids makes someone perfect, right? It's like we're never going to totally eradicate lids. But when we start to be present to them, they're no longer running the show. Some of them might go away altogether, and some of them were just really so present to them that they don't really step into our life in a big way. And in my own journey, like some of the things that have been positive benefits that were surprising to me is that I just have more time. Because when we're in this dance with lids, it takes up so much of our space, right? Like I, I tell a story one time that I was at a 
like a party and there was like a buffet table. And that would be like my nightmare back in the day because there'd be so many foods and I'm around all these people and I'm energetically sensitive and don't know that yet. And so I would eat, right? I'd start snacking and I'd eat. And my whole time I'd be thinking, oh, I don't want to eat anymore. I don't want to eat anymore, right? And people would be talking to me and having other conversations. And I'm obsessed with how many cookies I've eaten and how many I'm going to eat before I leave this party, right? Like this is running in the back of my mind. So when we have these dances with lids running in our minds, they're taking up our time, our creative time, our time with other people. So I really feel like for me in living without lids, it gave me more time to do the things I really want to do. It also gave me a lot more freedom to be. Like I don't go to parties thinking having that conversation going on behind my head anymore, right? Or in my mind or the negative voice just really doing a number on me. Like that doesn't exist for me anymore. You definitely, I think across the board of all the clients I've worked with, find more peace in your life. Like it just feels more peaceful. And one of the really surprising things is you start to live a very low drama life. You know, a lot of times the word addiction or lids is also closely connected to how much drama we have going on in our lives. Because when we are avoiding our emotions and we are using lids, it creates a lot of problems with people, with, within ourself, in life, right? So it is amazing when you get the drama out of your space. And you'll actually start choosing to not be around people that really are spinning in the drama cycle. And it also created a state of more being in my life and less trying and doing, right? This trying to get somewhere, trying to do something. Um, and that probably ties in a lot with peace as well, just a, a more beingness state. So, for those that you know feel called to explore your lids, to understand them, once we kind of call them into the light and we can see them, they stop having the same amount of power over you. Um, and this causes you to really look at your inner truth, right? And to live a more peaceful and fulfilling existence, more creative as well, for sure. Um, you can register for an intuitive frequency session to explore some of this. If you want to try out this work and see what rises to the surface, you can go to uh, thesoulfrequency.com forward slash IFS for intuitive frequency session. It's thesoulfrequency.com forward slash IFS. And you can set up a session to kind of look at how these lids are working in your life and how to release the energy around them and start to move into a state of greater awareness. You can also read about the profound like effects that others have had with this work. Um, you can read on my website, there is a section called praise, which is a past clients of mine that talk about doing this work in their life and what it has meant to them. Um, you can also join the Soul Frequency VIP Facebook group. If you're not in that group, I do videos in there from time to time on different topics and things that I see that are common themes or rising to the surface for people because there are themes, like collective themes going on. Um, so we would love to see you in there. And certainly um, if you're not connected with me on Instagram, that's a fun place that I like to hang out and do a lot of stories and all that good stuff. And the handle is at the Soul Frequency. So 
feel free to reach out anytime. If you have any questions about this, you can email my team at info at thesoulfrequency.com. And hopefully this spurs a new level of awareness and conversation within yourself about lids and identifying them is the first step. So if anything is you're listening to any of this and going, oh yeah, like that might be one of my lids, then just write it down somewhere in a journal and just start to ask yourself the deeper questions. You can um, listen to this episode again and really start asking yourself the questions that we talk about in this episode and doing that inner work. So wishing you amazing week ahead and um, so happy you're part of this tribe. So happy that you guys are here and doing this work. It's really what changes this world that we live in. I'm Shauna Lee and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Thank you.